Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Denver, Colorado, it's time for Franchise Bible Coach Radio. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another installment of the Franchise Bible Coach Radio with Rick and Rob. I'm your host, Rob Ganley, Rick Grossman, the author of the Franchise Bible, can't be with us today, but I'm sitting in for him. So also want to take just a few minutes before we, we introduce our special guest today uh, to thank our sponsors. So first and foremost, I'd like to thank Franchise Bible Coach, as well as Entrepreneur Magazine for their support on both the book and the program. And our, uh, our sponsor today is SEO Samba. They're an award-winning uh, multi-location content marketing platform that's built for franchising and the franchising industry for both franchisors and franchisees to collaborate and work together. And you can learn more about SEO Samba at seosamba.com. So without further ado, I want to thank our special guest for being here and introduce Brad Fink. He's the VP of Leadership and Franchise Development at Christian Brothers Automotive. How you doing, Brad? I'm doing awesome today, Rob. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. So one of my favorite questions when we do these shows is to ask guys like you how you became you know, the VP of Leadership and Franchise Development at uh, Christian Brothers, but also tell us a little bit about the vision and how that came to be and, and why you're involved with the brand. Rob, good question. I'd, I'd say how I got to this role, your guess is as good as mine, uh, but <laughs> I, I'll give you a little bit of just my, uh, in a nutshell, background with Christian Brothers. So I'm in my 14th year uh, with the brand. I started in December of 2007 as an entry-level team member at one of our franchise locations at that time. We had about 50 locations open. It was in Houston where I was working. Uh, and over the years, uh, continued opportunities came up. And so as I was able to move up specifically within that shop into management and then general management role uh, within a few years, um, I, I had the opportunity to actually buy that location and become a franchisee, which was the last thing initially that was ever on my mind, truth be told, when I started, this was just a job that I imagined was going to be a bridge into whatever the Lord had for me in my career. Uh, and little did I know at that time, it was going to be Christian Brothers. And so I served as a franchisee, was a multi-unit franchisee within the brand for a few years. And then in 2018, joined our home office, which is also here in Houston, Texas. Uh, and over the last almost three years that I've been at the home office. Uh, I've now had the opportunity to step into the vice president of leadership and franchise development. And so really my day job, um, Rob, is I lead uh, all of our brand wide training initiatives for our service managers and service team members at our 230 locations that are open across the brand, our technicians, and then some of our training for our franchisees, as well as leading uh, our franchise development plans as we continue to expand our team, just like most other franchise development teams, we're responsible for finding and qualifying who we want to go into business with. Wow. Well, you know, and I, I work with a lot of brands, right? And we talk to a lot of them, especially. And I tell you, anybody that has the opportunity to work with someone like you that actually did it and did it at a high level is a whole nother element, right? For, for your role that you're in right now. So that's interesting. I didn't realize that about you, but that's great that you started as a franchisee, right? Well, not, well, you evolved and then, then you came back to corporate, 
And, but being a multi, a multi-unit franchisee is, it really helps you understand both sides of the brand, right? It, so, it does. Yeah. That really helps you do your job, I would suppose. So, well, so with that being said, tell us a little bit more about Christian Brothers Automotive. How, you know, who do you serve? Obviously it's automotive brand. Obviously you're, you're, you're helping people with their, their cars, their needs, but tell us a little bit about how you approach the market. What's a little different about you guys than every other brand that might be out there. Yeah, great question, Rob. Um, I, I think with Christian Brothers, you could ask any one of our team members at our home office, you could ask any one of our franchisees, and I would bet 90 plus percent of them would tell you basically the same thing is on the cover, we're an automotive repair company. Uh, but when you when you open the book uh, and start flipping through the pages, you'll see that we're a people company. Uh, we 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 love developing people. We love providing opportunities for people. And we just happen to do so through automotive repair. Uh, and so as we, as we grow, we have, we have a mantra, um, Rob, that, that I'd say there's not a day that, that goes by that somebody on our leadership team is not sharing this with a franchisee uh, or another one of our team members. And it's really kind of the two tenets by which we operate. One is we want to increase individual franchise net profit. We're very unique in the way that we do uh, royalties with our franchisees. We split off the net as opposed to take a percentage of revenue off the top. And so average unit volume, average unit profitability is, is uh, keenly important to us because that's how we grow as a brand. We only succeed when our franchisees do. So one is individual uh, franchise net profit. We want to increase that. The other tenant or the other facet by which we operate is we want to maximize spiritual impact. We're a faith-based brand, uh, and we know that when we're a light in the community, we are, we are changing lives, sometimes through automotive repair, sometimes through other avenues as well. And so we want to grow as a brand. We want to be profitable as a brand. We want to provide opportunity, but we also want to make bigger, long-lasting, eternal impacts everywhere uh, that we open and operate as well. Yeah. Well, I know you, you operate near me. I'm in Colorado. So I yes, got yeah, I think I, I know there's at least, I think there's more than one in my city, Colorado Springs, but um, the beautiful buildings. Uh, I, I remember they were building a new one and I'm like, what is that? Gonna be? That looks really nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So I yeah. like the way you approach the, the brand and the, and the look and feel of, of the, of the stores and, and stuff like that. So that's great. So, you know, a little bit of the theme, obviously, to these shows lately has been obviously dealing with the pandemic, right? And I find it to be one of the best things. I mean, I, so, I mean, you talked about two things, franchising and faith, right? So I think both of those topics, when you pair it up with a pandemic, it's interesting to see how those both work, right? Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, you couldn't have, you couldn't have picked a better test for franchising and for faith for those that have it. To, you know, for the pandemic to come about. Not that any of us wanted it, but I always tell people it's better to be a franchisee now than ever, just to have that support of the network and the brand and the team behind you all working together, both sides, right? You're, getting, you're learning from your franchisees, they're learning from you, but that's the point, right? So you have this, this, uh, this pandemic and, and all of us have to pull together, but especially at the brand level, you guys probably had some unique circumstances, right? And unique uh, challenges and hurdles to overcome and opportunities for faith, right? Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about how, let's start with the franchisees and on the brand side. Tell us a little bit about how you've approached uh, adapting to COVID and, and helping support your franchisees. 
Yeah, well, Rob, I'll even go back uh, pre-2020 into 2019, some decisions that we made as a brand that had we have not done that in 2019, this would have been a tougher year for us. And so we, we had, you know, our, our heartbeat when it comes to our locations, obviously, like many locations is, uh, you know, our point of sale software, how we do business. We made a drastic shift in 2019 uh, away from a, a software that we had been with for 15 plus years to a brand new software program that's web-based. Uh, that allowed our franchisees access to information uh, about their shops uh, from their cell phone in a way that we we never had before, uh, specific down to what technicians are working on, what cars and how far along they are in, in the progress of that repair all the way from a cell phone. So our franchisees could be on vacation 10 states away and know what's going on in their shop every single minute of the day. And so that was something that we added in 2019, obviously not knowing what 2020 was going to bring. And so as we moved into this year, one of the things that I've always loved about our franchisees, having been one, especially for over a decade, is that our brand, all of our best practices, Rob, did not come out of the home office. It wasn't this brain trust that said, we think this is good. Let's roll this out and make that standard. It was like so many other brands, our franchisees have, the best ideas. They are the most creative people that we've got in our entire company. Uh, and so as we navigated through, through COVID, we absolutely developed and adopted brand new best practices that came from the field to allow uh, our franchisees and their teams to continue to operate as an essential business, which we're incredibly grateful and thankful for uh, in a safe manner to provide uh, a safe way for guests to be able to get automotive repair, uh, which we can dig into a little bit, some of the creativity that they came up with, but to be able to go through the whole repair process and have not only the trust that we're always seeking when it comes to automotive repair in general, but then the trust to know, hey, even in the midst of, of everything else that's going on, I trust what you guys are doing on my car is right, but I trust that you also care for my safety uh, as well. And so for our teams and our guests to be able to experience that and know that it was our franchisees that had so many great ideas, that, that, that's the thing I look back on this year and I'm probably the most proud of is the way that, that their resourcefulness and resolve shined um, like we've never seen it before. Yeah, yeah. Now we, we hear it time and time again in these interviews. And, and one of the reasons we like to talk about it is because again, and you said some great things. I mean, we talk a lot of it about uh, servant leadership as an approach, as a mindset. And when you th say things like, our franchisees are the most creative people in the company, that tells me you guys get it. And it doesn't surprise me because of your faith orientation. And I know a little bit about that as well. Uh, so the reality is, is that makes sense, right? And I think, when you think of it that way, it allows your franchisees to get the best of both worlds, right? It allows them to follow a blueprint or frameworks that are proven, but inject their own creativity and their own resourcefulness. And the reason they're in that position to begin with is to be able to exercise that, to be able to, to contribute to that, right? And I think that's the beauty of the franchise model is that you have that give and take. But again, not every brand has that mentality, which I have to commend you guys on, because I think that's, there's, always a connection to the brands that are growing and, and doing well, right? And I also loved everything you said about the net, the net margin, which I guess 
every brand is a little different in how they have to do that. But certainly, if you can tie yourselves in an efficient way to that with a franchisee, that tells the franchisee you're in it together. There's mm. absolutely no element of that business that can go astray, right? Without you guys collaborating because you're in it together, right? So that's tremendous to hear. Is there any any particular story that you would call out from? It could be a franchisee that served a customer or a franchisee that did something above and beyond that just kind of, you know, kind of resonated throughout the network or anything you wanted to share about franchisees and what they may have done for customers? Yeah, absolutely, Rob. I, I think there's, you know, obviously, as you might imagine, there's probably too many lists. We don't have time for it. And I certainly don't know them all, but, you know, Right as right as at, at the onset uh, of the pandemic, when you know we're we're kind of into April, you know, in early May, and every state in the union is is you know reacting accordingly and and, and shutting down, and it's only essential businesses and whatnot. We saw our brand wide revenue, you know, just like so many others, dramatically drop. You know, from you know. In a three to four week span, we saw as much as a, a forty to forty five percent drop in brand wide revenue. Uh, you know, and for us as the franchisor, which you just mentioned, if our businesses don't make money, we don't make money, uh, and and not revenue. We're talking about profit as well. And for our franchisees, obviously, that's a big reason why they get into business. Uh, you know, it's an opportunity to to exercise that entrepreneurial spirit, but also you know, potentially create, uh, you know, financial legacy for themselves today and tomorrow and their families too. And so what, what you could expect would be, you know, franchisees and us at the home office getting selfish and getting completely introspective to find a way to, to protect ourselves. And what I tell you, the beauty of, of our brand, and I'm certainly trying not to over promote here by any means, but, but I tell you, it's just my heartbeat uh, in this. The beauty of our brand is that we have always been and continue to be a brand that looks out for each other. Uh, and so immediately you, you saw franchisees on our, our uh, intranet that we use putting out on a daily basis, multiple times a day, we've started doing this uh, and, and our customers are loving it. They feel great. We started doing this. And so I alluded earlier to best practices. One story came up where we had a franchisee that was dabbling a little bit in pickup and drop off knowing that uh, you know, this is convenient for a number of people. You never even have to leave your home. We've got four kids at home. The oldest is 10. If someone's going to come pick up my wife's car, take it to the shop, get everything done, she never has to leave the house. Uh, talk about dream come true for automotive repair, right? And so we had, uh, uh, across the brand, we had franchisees start to adopt this. But we had one franchisee that, that went an extra mile. He had a, a, a customer that was, in her 70s, highly, highly concerned, uh, you know, about uh, COVID and, but needed, needed some stuff on her car done. And so they went to her house, they picked it up. She was able to put her keys on the front porch. We used a plastic bag to get the keys. We locked the keys in a plastic bag, never touched them. Uh, we wore gloves. We got in the car. I'm saying we, cause it's, it's our brand. This is what franchisees team ever did, but wore gloves, got in the car, took it to the shop completely sanitized the car, took the key, punched it through the little corner of the, of the Ziploc bag so that we'll never touch the keys throughout the entire repair, was able to start, drive the car, do all of that. So we sanitized it. We checked it out. We let her know what was going on via text messages and emails with pictures and videos specifically about her car, 
get a video call with her so that she could see the person that she's talking to as they walked through the recommendations, perform the repairs, re-sanitize the car, delivered it to her. She was able to make a mobile payment over the phone. We left the keys on the front, on the front door uh, and let her know that, that the car's in the driveway, keys are at the front door uh, on the mat. And that, that has been something, Rob, that now moving forward, pandemic or no pandemic is going to be a part of our process. If you don't want to even get out and see the shop, but you want to know that everything and you want an inside look as to everything that's going on, we have the tools, technology, but more than anything, we've got the people and franchisees that see that as a benefit and a value to their guests. And are, we're staffing and hiring uh, accordingly to be able to, to, to do that in 2021 and beyond. Wow. Wow. That is cool. I think there's a lot of great innovation happening because of all this. Um, certainly uh, new ways of serving the community and the people. And one thing we kept hearing over and over again throughout the last six months or so is the idea that you have to convey that feeling. Like you said, it's one thing to trust us for your car. It's another thing to trust us that we know what the heck's going on with this pandemic, right? We're, mm-hmm. we're tuned in. We're, we're absolutely hyper concerned about your concern, right? It, it's, not, it's not about us. It's about you. Uh, and, and, to, and to actually poke the key through the plastic. <laughs> I mean, that's thinking every step, right? It would, wouldn't make much difference if you ended up you know, touching everything, right? The fact that you knew to do that, you recorded it, were willing to do it, shows the character of the brand, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. Because again, it, it, it means that you're willing to do all those things. And the franchisee has to be willing, right? To serve that person and to hear that she got what she needed, but the way that she needed to have it that day is amazing. It's an amazing mm-hmm. story. So tell me a little bit, I mean, given, given that, um, it sounds like you've had a little bit of an up and down, but then being an essential business, you probably were able to get into the groove again and restore that sort of trust, right? With, with the community. I don't know, we can still do business, just we'll do it the right way. Um, and so that's moving forward. How do you see 2021 for the brand itself in terms of expanding, in terms of acquiring new partners, new franchisees and things? Are you, are you what's, what's changed or what's evolved? Yeah, but our, our confidence, Rob, is as high as ever. So this year, we, we will open, uh, just got the report this morning, our goal was to open 19 locations this year, 19 new locations that we had in the development timeline, uh, or sorry, our pipeline. We're going to open 18, so we're going to fall one short, uh, but Q1 next year is going to far exceed what we had already projected, and so we feel good about 2021 from a, a franchise development side as far as signing new franchisees. 2019 was a record year for us. 2020 is going to shape up almost uh, equivalent to what we did in 2019, which uh, we're incredibly thankful for. Virtual discovery days, which we've never done. We did those almost all year uh, and and we're able to continue to navigate uh, through that. And then as far as 2021 goes, the interest in Christian Brothers uh, is absolutely growing. And, And we're the part where we absolutely can't take credit for this, but we're grateful for it. Uh, that, that's the word of the year for our brand, Rob, is gratitude. Uh, but I, I tell you, we're grateful for the industry that we're in. It's not sexy. It's not something that you think automotive repairs is what I've always dreamed about being in. But it is something that, um, you know, America needs and relies on on a daily basis. And so we're grateful for the industry that we're in. And again, we have come through or still in the midst of, but have come through um, some economic recession 
and continue to perform. Brand-wide revenue is going to be up this year. What we call total owner benefit or what our average franchisee takes home uh, is going to be up in the midst of the pandemic year as opposed to last year. Uh, and so we, we are eagerly anticipating talking to franchisees in 2021 or talking to candidates in 2021 about how did Christian Brothers fare in 2020 and what can you expect uh, moving forward from a support standpoint. So uh, the, the, the interest in our brand is high. Our excitement is, is probably even higher. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I mean, and so let me ask you this, just as a, a sort of follow-up to that is, do you guys believe just from your own anecdotal evidence running your brand that, that there could be a spike in franchise industry, in franchise interest across the board? Like because of the change, people moving from one job to the next, being laid off, starting over. Do you see it as a great opportunity for the industry to, to really you know, get more people involved? I, I absolutely do. I, I think there's a lot of people, Rob, and I would say this, I would say this just thinking of myself personally, I never once, when I first started with Christian Brothers, never once saw myself as a potential franchisee. It was never on my radar. Uh, and, and truthfully, Rob, it was something that I, I didn't think I possessed the skills to be able to do it and be successful. And it was somebody else that saw that in me that said, hey, we, we think you ought to pursue this. Uh, and, and I got that, that confidence. And sometimes I think that's what it takes is, is some outside factors, some outside sources, maybe like job loss, maybe some industry turndown that forces whether, uh, you know, in, a, in an excitable, you know, excitable way or a frustrating way, it forces people who can franchise, can be franchise owners, can be highly successful, have the skills to be able to do it, to look at it, but more than anything to know, and you alluded to this a second ago, to know that, okay, if I'm going to do this, I want to partner with somebody where I'm going to get some support and not be out on my own. I can't imagine being a business owner in 2020 uh, and, and not having the support of people in the family, other franchisees, a franchisor, when you're talking about PPP loans and EIDL money and, and how to navigate all of that. Um, it's just, it, it, it'd, be, it'd be mind blowing to know that, that uh, you know, people can be highly successful through all that without support uh you know going through it and so i think franchising in general is is uh primed for opportunity and uh you know hopefully we are too yeah yeah well i don't have any concern about that you guys just keep doing what you're doing and that'll keep taking care of itself right so again amazing amazing uh situation that we've all been through because i see how people react to it i see what comes from it and I think that's that's how diamonds are made with a little bit of pressure, right? <laughs> so, a little bit. Um, yes, sir. So, anyway, so as we wrap up the show today, uh, one of the things I'd like to kind of get from you—you you shared a lot of really good things today—but um, just in terms of if if you could leave the audience with a uh, a key nugget, a key point, uh, maybe it's it, what we just said: people that are kind of in that transition, wondering, do I go back into the corporate world or do I go back to a job? You know, I mean, you know, these people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, they're, they're well equipped, right? They're smart. They've, they've been employed. They've been a superstar where they are. Maybe it's time to be in business for yourself, but not by yourself, right? Is there anything you want to share with the audience or, or any, anything like that? It would just be a good nugget for them. 
Yeah, hopefully, whether it's a good nugget or not, will be up to them, Rob. But there's something that uh, that that I'm passionate about that I've been working through with with my time as a franchisee and the teams that that I led and my businesses, as well as uh, the teams I get a chance to work with at, at our corporate office. We say at Christian Brothers, and I firmly believe this: the two most important things to any successful business are your processes and your people. And I'm a heart guy, and so people are always going to come first for me because I can have wonderful processes and bad people and the business won't work. I can have great people and bad processes and we've still got a fighting chance. And so as you think about that, as you think about especially the opportunity, uh, you know, to potentially if, if, if you're listening and you think, man, should I consider going to business for myself or with, uh, with a brand and, and become a franchisee? The question that I always ask myself and the standard by which I held myself to were three things as I would lead my team. And this was my barometer, Rob. I wanted my team to love what they were doing. And I told them that's their responsibility. That's their choice. It's their responsibility. I also wanted my team to love who they were doing it with. That was our collective responsibility. And lastly, I wanted my team to love who they were doing it for. And that was my responsibility. And that was an internal barometer that I have used for the last number of years uh, as I've graded myself and graded the success of our teams. If they enjoy what they're doing, if they enjoy who they're doing it with, and if they enjoy who they're doing it for, we've got a real shot at being great. And if you think about those things and you think, I care about that, I care about that, I care about that, then I think business ownership, especially in a franchise, is absolutely something that you ought to start exploring. I love that, man. I got to be honest with you. That was, that was good. I might go back and listen, write that sucker down. That was, that was great. No, really the, you know, there's three phases, there's three angles, right? There's three perspectives of building a team and motivating a team and, and getting people to work for you and with you and for the customer, right? Mm -hmm. That's how that's done. And that makes perfect sense. Uh, but what a great way to make decisions though, right? About anything you're going to do. Yes, sir. If you, could, if you could go through that that sort of process, that's really great. Thank you so much for for sharing that. Yes, well, sir. That that'll do it for today. I just want to thank Brad Fink for being here. Um, any final word, Brad, on anything that we talked about before we wrap things up? Uh, no, Rob. But what I would tell you, if 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 I can be of any assistance to anybody that would be listening, my my email is super easy. It's first name dot last name. So Brad dot Fink at cbac.com charlie bravo alpha charlie.com if i could answer a question or help anybody in any way it, it would be my my honor and my pleasure and, and i just I, i'm honored to be spending a little bit of time with you today you got it and and before we go with on that note is there is that the website as well is that the main website they can go and visit to learn more yes sir cbac.com uh, and you can navigate our customer facing side, what it looks like for, for our guests that we serve, but then also the franchising side. If you've got any interest there as well, you can navigate that too. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I appreciate your time. And I just want to uh, thank our, our, our audience today for tuning in. And once again, thank our sponsors, uh, Entrepreneur Magazine for their support and SEO Samba uh, as well. And again, you can learn more about SEO Samba's platform at seosamba.com. Once again, thanks again, Brad. And for everybody listening, remember, keep fighting the good fight. Keep focusing on, on doing the right things. And hopefully you learned something here today. We thank you for listening and bye for now.